0: Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right. Thank you. And on with the show. For me, the hardest part of any day is getting myself and my kids out the door in the morning without having a heart attack from the stress. I say me and my kids, but I've got to say it's really my kids. (laughs) I could get myself out pretty well. A sort of normal scenario for me in the morning will be I'm in the kitchen making breakfast and I'll be interrupted nearly every five minutes with mom, mom, in exactly that tone. And this could be everything for just a simple statement of needing to go to the toilet, or they may have had a fight, my two might have had a fight over a toy. Uh, they might be hungry, they might be thirsty. And every morning, right before we leave, we get through all that, right before we leave, my daughter will want to choose a toy that fits in her pocket. And then all my she'll ask me for my suggestions, she'll reject all of them and choose something different anyway. We'll lose shoes, socks, toothbrushes, everything goes A-Wall. But what if it didn't have to be that way? While I'm pretty sure there is no miracle cure for this kind of chaos, perhaps it's about changing the way we think about getting ready in the morning. Mum of two, Genevieve Matthews, has found a way around this, and I'm assuming it's from having stressful stressful mornings herself. And just to keep us parents in check, we have invited Henry and Lucy, her two children, into the studio as well. So if we say anything that's not correct, you can stop us, okay, guys? Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, okay, because my kids aren't here. And I'm telling you, it's the truth. That's what my mornings are like. Does that sound familiar at all to you, Genevieve?
1: Very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. We were about three months into our journey of starting school, and it was chaos. It was lots of meltdowns, lots of mummies screaming and yelling. We call them tantrums, and they were mostly mums rather than <laughs> childs. And it was, it was stressful. It was just, you'd go to work feeling yuck, and you just go, really, why did my morning have to start that way? And because it was repetitive every it just, morning, mm-hmm. it was too much. And I just, I had to actually take my mum hat off. And put my work brain coach hat on, and just go. There has to be a different way, and and think about it. Really. So, what is your
0: it. work? When you say your coach, your work. Yeah, my
1: coach it. hat. I'm actually a um, leadership coach. So okay. I work, yeah, I work with adults mostly. However, uh, obviously, naturally, now a lot to do with kids, um, but a lot around um, business leadership, emerging leaders, and lots of the important skill set like responsibility, independence following systems, routine.
0: Oh, this sounds brilliant. I've got to say that even in the short time of you guys coming in for this interview, I was thinking, I'm not sure that Genevieve's kids are normal because they seem really articulate. They're listening to their mum. They're not being massive pains in the butt. Sorry (laughs) for all those children out there.
1: Uh, I totally get that. And we are very blessed. We count our blessings every day. However, people do say you and Steve, Jen, have put a lot of work into it. And we have because I went through a period of postnatal depression, antenatal actually with Henry as well. And so during those very early years, I got a lot of help around my thinking, around my language, around how to actually parent. Because quite frankly, we go to university and college and learn how to do everything else, but we don't go and do anything for parenting. So those early years, I did. I learned a lot. I had to learn how to parent better so that I could be better. I could feel better physically, mentally, emotionally. And so we learned lots of awesome skills, didn't we, guys, that we put to practice every day. And we still use them. It's not like every day's perfect. There is no perfect. There's no magic pill, as you said. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a constant, beautiful work in progress of being the parent.
0: I like that idea, the work in progress, because I think I'm starting at scratch when we talk about mornings. <laughs> because... Yeah, I'm not sure how much parenting is going on in the morning in my house, but um, let's talk about what you developed, because basically um, you've got a a sort of kit. There's a a picture book, there's a poster, there are cards, and it's titled Schools Coming, and there is uh, one book for girls, one book for boys, and they were both co-authored by your kids. So I'm taking it you guys had some input, like you told mum a few ideas and what worked for you? Yep. Yep, that was that was Henry. <laughs> we'll hear more from you guys in a minute. What made you decide to put the kit together in this way? Like, how did it develop?
1: It developed? Well, the title, interestingly, came from Henry himself, School's Coming, because it comes every day. And I think we figured out 13 years' worth of schooling and the three months in that I mentioned, I realised that I was not going to be able to do the same thing and say the same thing day in, day out for the next 13 years of schooling life. Plus, you know, having another child, that was going to be even more years. And I went, it's, we've got to stop. So uh, I drew a poster originally. We actually created our own poster and lots of parents do. They'll make their own tools to put on the walls to help their children. Because one, we love play. Like, we love playing cards as a family. We love reading books. We read some really awesome books before starting school, um, and they were mostly US and British authors. And so we wanted, like, this is an Aussie story. These are Aussie kids. And so we wanted a story that was our routine around our school um, preparation, that routine preparation of a morning. So yeah, in terms of the creativity of it, we nailed their ideas. We got down what they like for a brekkie, what they want to do for lunch, the order particularly the routine order of how they did things that's naturally changed now over a period of time but that's why we came up with the cards then so that a routine can be flexible it can be varied by the child because every child's individual how lucy and henry do their routine is quite different So um, just taking one step back,
0: let's explain for people how the cards work. So they're they're a series of cards with um, different things you do in the morning, correct?
1: Everything. Did you know there's like, on the poster, there is 32 steps to a school morning routine. That makes a lot of sense to me. (laughs) It's crazy. And we never realised, like, until I actually sat and drew them all, I couldn't believe how many things there were to remember. And that is, just as a little insert here, not including any technology, (laughs)
0: yeah right tv
1: or ipad time people often question me about that one and in those early years uh the kids never got tv or ipad um early and that's i mean parents question me go yeah but mine do and i'm like well it's up to every individual parent how they do that Uh, we do a lot of creativity and playtime as well and so in the morning yeah because they love that that's their their number one priority so
0: okay I'll I'll ask you how you fit that in amongst everything else, but how important is it that the kids get to choose the order of their routine? Why is that an important part of this? It's
1: really important. So for a few reasons, let's fast track. Okay. Let's imagine you have a 16 year old, you have a 25 year old, they're in the work environment, they're in their teenage years of school if they don't have a clue how to think for themselves, how to prioritise and organise their own time, they literally won't know how to get out of bed, what to do, and you'll have that moment where you walk into your 16-year-old's bedroom and you're still screaming at her or him to clean up or to do their homework or to do things. And a child has to learn. And they're so smart. Kids can learn from a very young age to be responsible for carrying that bag into kindy, for putting their own sunscreen on, for tying their own shoelaces. All of those are skills that can be learnt. And as a busy parent we tend to overcompensate and or do it for them because we're oh, just in a and totally. hurry to get out the door. Totally. Let's be I was, realistic.
0: I was going to say that is the number one thing it's I noticed. One. I was thinking that just after this school holiday, so my daughter's going into year one, and I thought, I'm still putting her shoes on for her, but she can put her own shoes on and she can dress herself, but I'm getting out her school uniform. Or even things like looking at her um, drawers and going, well, she can't reach the top uh, Draw, which has all her, her underwear in it so how can she dress yep, herself, get herself dressed. so do you see that taking going back to your kids and saying okay here are the things that we do in the morning how does it work for you and kind of workshopping it because I can't imagine you get it right first off
1: no totally workshopping it's really cool and that's part of the the essence of the game and the kit is that it is play and it is experimentation. And if you have a three and a half, four-year-old that might be going through childcare routine, your expectations of what they can do will be quite different to if you're dealing with a seven, eight, nine-year-old. We've kind of designed the product to that four to eight years of age range, and they respond really well to staggering it. So you're going to put um, certain things as priorities for that four-year-old. And it might be in terms of you had a great example with the undies drawer. One thing that we did in our household, Lucy's a really early eater. Like she's the get up and wants to eat straight away. And we discovered early in that we'd had the milk too high in the fridge. And of course, it's in the big milk jug. So what we did was transfer the milk into a little jug so that she could um, get her own Weetbex out, get her own breakfast, put her milk on there. And that really suited it well. And now she's learnt how to, we call it, um, control the milk jug, not let the milk control you, which she, <laughs> yes. now, does. she now handles the big, you know, the big thing of milk. So it's staggering it, and there are a lot of cases with the cards that you'll look at things and you go, well, my child can't put their shoes on yet and they can't tie shoelaces. So we have in our mind what we think they can and can't do. But until you actually put it to a child and let them experiment, have a crack at it, have a go at it. Uh, we rarely use the word try because we're a believer of either do or don't, no try in there. So we started out with these two very much around, um, you know, you put your socks on and I'll put your shoes on. Then the next level was you put your shoes and socks on and then I'll help you tie your laces. And then as they progressed with age and months, it was, okay, well, you get your shoes and socks on and you do the first um, bow, like the first tie bit, and then I'll do the rabbit ears. And then I'd finish off the bow until they were then able to tie their own shoelaces. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at every little task that you have in your morning routine and breaking it down and going, well, what's practical now in that terms of age group for that child? um and what's a stretch and you want to stretch them like it's really important for their level of confidence um and this was a big thing that really kept eating away at me every time I would yell at scream because I had these very high expectations of my children particularly Henry starting at school I was like well dude you should be able to know how to do everything yeah that was all in my mind but I just pictured he was at school now so he should but I had to like backtrack and go well hang on I haven't taught him any of these skills because I've been so busy trying to get out the door and you know throw the f- things and get them dressed race out the door so Sunday was like, well, let's backtrack and go, well, what can he do? What is not yet possible? And let's share some of the roles. So you put your own shirt on and I'll do the buttons up. Okay. You put some sunscreen on your hands, you put it on your arms, and I'll do your face if you're worried about eyes. Little things that you just break it all down.
0: And, guys, how did how did you find this whole um, working out what what worked for you with the cards? Lucy, you look like you're going to go yeah. first there. Well, we tried to sort out what we wanted to do first and think what we wanted to do last and then we we finished what we wanted to do with the middle. And does it work for you, getting ready? Does it make it easier? Yeah, a little bit instead of just thinking without anything. So it helps remind you what you need to do next. Yeah. Henry, you're a bit older. How have you found doing this kind of routine, like working out what works for you, instead of mum always saying, do this, do this, do this, do this? Um, I don't usually use the cards. Some evenings I might get them out and put them on my floor to get ready to do the next day. But normally I would have my poster, which would be on the side of my bed in my bedroom, and I'd look at that. And then we have it outside or in between our two bedrooms, on the wall, and then we had to have it on our art wheel, art wall, which is your art wall. Is yeah. that somewhere yeah. where you can just see yeah. it all the time? Yeah. And um, let's talk about the play bit. I'm going to ask you guys a question. How old are you again, Henry? Um, eight. And how old are you, Lucy? Seven. Okay, so my daughter is five and a half, and my son's three and a half. And at the moment, before school, I let them watch TV so that I can get ready. Do you think they'll cope if I tell them we're gonna do something different? We're not gonna watch telly now, we're gonna we're gonna have this system. How do you think that'd go? Depends if you I reckon you would say you can watch like half a show or quarter of a show and then we're going to do
1: Right. Like, Give them less yeah. time, not just let yeah. it
0: go, yeah. not let it run. Okay. That's And cool. then and then so they ease to less time until there's nothing. nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you've got exceptional children. I'm, I'm sorry, this just isn't going to work with mine.
1: Yeah, no, but he he brings up a really good point. We um we have a great friend and expert in this area called Dr. Kirsty Goodwin. Yes, yeah, we love You know, Kirstie, yeah. yeah, she's awesome, and she's really specific around technology and TV time around um, a show. And so, if and when they do watch some TV nowadays, there's a certain time frame around it. Um, there's, it's also really important to have the completion of that show because otherwise if you sort of rip them away from something, these two are quite understanding. Um, it doesn't work for every child. So it's really important to just work with what your child is like. Um, and if they've been having an hour now, then yes, chop it back to half an hour. Um, I think the big thing is that it's really discovering what do they love more? Like every kid loves TV. I love a good relax in front of the TV. Who doesn't? But ideally it's like, we'll find what else they love doing. So do they love playing with their cars? Do they love painting? Do they love drawing? How can you build other stuff into that morning routine that gives them that sense of joy and is already turning their brain on? So the important thing about that creativity is the imagination and play, and that starts them off in a really great space for the day ahead, not just you know, you you blobs in front t- of the TV.
0: How do you find time
1: for that? To build that in? It's, yes. it's literally a part of the routine time. Okay. Yeah, it's so literally, the,
0: it's with the cards. It's them deciding what they like to do. So, Henry, yep. what do you like to do in the morning that's... Fun and not about getting ready for school. Um, normally, I read for like half an hour after I wake up. Yep. Or sometimes I go out to the um, patio and bowl balls. Like, yeah. Practice for cricket. Yeah. Oh, nice one. What about you, Lucy? What do you like to do? I like to watch TV. Yeah, you <laughs> like my daughter. Um, <laughs> no, I like the idea of giving um, giving kids the choice Mm. and having them have ownership of it. Um, You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Genevieve Henry and Lucy Matthews. Um, Genevieve, all together they've done this school's coming kit, which sounds like a really great way to get an idea about routines, but it's really giving them agency in what they do and perhaps that will help them get through. Because one thing I do know is that my daughter will often want to do things herself, like get her breakfast. And I'm always saying mummy will do it for you because I'm sure it's going to spill everywhere and I don't have time and I've got to get out the door. And I know that's not right for her. If she wants to do something, I should encourage it. So I really like this idea. Um, what do you say for <laughs> for people like me who feel that they are probably doing everything backwards? You know, they're doing everything for their kids. TV's on in the morning it seems like this is a big big shift for everyone. How would you advise sort of starting something like this? And it might be, the kid itself might be something, it might be your starting school for the first time and it's a great time to start, but you might already be halfway through these things. What's your advice to them in terms of using tools like this when it seems like it's just a big, big challenge?
1: Yeah, that's a common... Um situation with people think it's just too much to even get started number one and really super important is to realize that both you and your child are doing the very best you can with the current resources that you have whether those that's the mindset resource whether that's the physical tools that you're using you're doing the best you can right now and I think to be very forgiving around that as well Um, we've all created patterns of behavior in a household we've created language we're using what we currently know and if you want to make a change uh, in the household, to start with a couple of little things that would be your, let's call them deal breakers, okay? What would be your three things that would really change the way things are? Is it that you just want it to be calmer, okay? So is it a yelling language voice thing, you know, the screaming banshee? <laughs> 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 That's the one, the big, That was my big one. I just wanted to stop being that screaming banshee because she was ugly when she came come out to play. What
0: Was she kids? What was the screaming banshee like? Can you remember? Terrible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty ugly. So the big one for that was um, being aware of my own uh, emotional journey. And I have a a ritual around that, which is in the shower. And it's a check-in to go, well, how am I feeling right now? And I do that before everything else. So it's like, am I tired? number one for most of us mums, we're frigging exhausted all of the time. So uh, it's checking on that emotional journey. Am I stressed out because I've got a big thing coming at work or I've had a Barney with someone, usually, you know, the person lying next to you potentially. So where's your own personal journey at? That's always number one. uh, And that makes a big difference. And then two, I think really just get curious and present. Okay. Get down at eye level with your child and just think, well, what could they be capable of? And what are the three things that would be the deal breakers for you? Is it something to do with the clothing and the dressing process? Is it the eating process? And you know, actually this is number three, okay? Most of us are multitaskers and we're trying to do too many things at once. And I would often be trying to put on that extra load of washing or do something else that just added to the, the hassle and frazzle of it all. So go back to basics, just take a few steps back. And have a a good look at how the morning is working or isn't and what would be your three deal breakers that if you could tweak and fix those that would really make a big difference.
0: Well I love I love the idea of all of this especially getting the kids involved in making their own decisions because God knows I do not want to be putting my kids shoes on when they're 16. Um, (laughs) Tell us how can people get their hands on the kit?
1: So it's available online at schoolscoming.com and, yeah, we'd love to help parents and kids have an ideal start to every school day because it's so important for them to have that confidence and that sense of responsibility, some independence, and then the beautiful teamwork as a family unit mm. oh, um, to get to school brilliant. on
0: time. Yeah, without the stress. Without the stress. All right. Well, we'll definitely put the link up on the website. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming in. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. That was Henry, Lucy and Genevieve Matthews. And the um, kit is called Schools Coming. There's a website. It explains more about it as well as where you can get the book and the cards and a poster. So I should just explain before we go that the book is a picture book, which you can go through with your kids, read it before you go through the um, activity cards, and then you can work out routines yourself. (laughs)